Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Crystal. Our program is sponsored by Kaleidoscope Counseling Center, an organization dedicated to providing reduced-fee counseling and life skills training to individuals, couples, and groups. To learn more about Kaleidoscope and the services provided, please take a moment to visit www.k-scopesolutions.com. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. Today is our special Valentine's Day edition of Coffee with Crystal, and I'm super excited because my husband, Elder Adrian Consonary Sr., will be joining us, and I've asked him to share his perspective on what it means to love as God designed. So why don't we start, Adrian, by you just saying a few words to everyone. Well, first of all, um, <clears throat> thank you. I'm, uh, I'm uh, happy to be here. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, those who was out there, you know, who out there sharing their, uh, uh, their time with their loved ones on Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I, I've been, I've been around just doing a, a, a lot of different things. Um, I am, um, I've been an elder since 2011. Uh, I've been a football coach for, for 12 years, uh, for middle school. Um, I played football in college. Um, I've been a mechanic for 39 years and, uh, I've had a lot of experiences, uh, with people and, um, you know, God has really allowed me to get, be in, in those positions, uh, for one specific purpose. And that's just to try to bring out the best in everyone. Okay. So great. So welcome. I'm happy that Thank you're you. here. Very Thank excited. You. I've been trying to get him on the show for a while, guys. So <laughs> he finally agreed. I guess this is part of my Valentine's Day present. <laughs> but today, um, I just want us to walk through Genesis chapter two, the second part of verse 20 through verse 25. And it says, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused a man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So here we see, you know, where God recognized that man couldn't do it on his own, right? It says no suitable helper for him was found. So I'm going to share um, my perspective of what it means to be a suitable helper. And then Adrian, I'll ask you to share, you know, how you view being the one that's being helped, you know, and for okay. me where it says, I'm, I'm the woman, so my role is to be a suitable helper. And when I think about being a helper, I think about like a job where you have a manager or a foreman, and if there's a foreman, then there's the helper. And although the foreman is the one who kind of dictates and leads as to what's going on, the helper still needs to be as qualified because they have to have the ability to do the things that's being assigned to them. So for me, and I'll be honest, I struggled with this when Adrian and I were first married. And we've, we've been married now for 25 years. But that word submit and the fact that I was relegated to a helper role when I was raised to be independent, take the lead, do what you have to do. I just felt some kind of way about that. But now what I've come to see is that my role as the helper doesn't make me any less. It simply means that 
I'm there to assist, to provide, to guide. And, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't diminish me in any way. But Adrian, as the person who is being helped, mm-hmm. how do you view the man's role in, in that scenario where you have someone that's there to help you? Well, I wanted to start, first of all, by um, saying that um, we're to submit to each other. Uh, I think that when we see that word submit, and of course, you know, uh, I, I, I see men basically like, I'm not submitting to anybody. I'm just going to take care of the house. Well, in all actuality, you are submitting to the needs of your family. Um, I, I depend on, on you a lot. Uh, when I come home from a, a hard day's work or uh, something that's not saying that your day is not hard, but just to know that you're there and, and, and see the things that you're taking care of and doing things that really helps me a lot. Um, we, uh, we have different uh, characteristics, you know, and, um, you know, first of all, you know, let me tell you, Dr. Chris was an excellent mother, excellent mother. And um, a lot of times when the communication seems kind of rough between me and the kids, uh, she's the barrier in between uh, uh, me and the kids a lot of times. And, and no matter how uh, hard I try to uh, reach my kids at times, it, it, I just can't do it. And and she is excellent at it. And, uh, and I just you know, think a lot of times what would happen, um, if she couldn't do that, she couldn't reach the kids, you know, and, um, and then I couldn't reach the kids, you know, because of me, it it would just really be, um, something, I guess that would just, it would, would probably bother me to no end. But, um, um, but like I said, she's excellent at that. She, she does. It's like we compliment each other and there are things that I really need from her that she provides with no, um, it's just like, it, it's, it's no thought, you know, she's able to just feel right in. So, um, it's priceless to be, you know, to be honest with you, uh, how she, uh, really helps me in the areas that I really need help. Uh, she's priceless at it. So, okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so next I want to look at verse 23, where it says, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And to me, when I read that, I see Adam taking ownership, you know, and not ownership in a I'm going to lord this over you type of way, but ownership in the fact that he's acknowledging that the woman came from him and she's now his responsibility because he says she is not bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And when you think of something, you know, coming from your, your bones, when you think of something that's a part of your flesh, to me, that's that's ownership in that I need to care for, provide, you know, ensure that her needs are met. But that's me, you know, speaking from my perspective. But Adrian, for you, you know, when you hear this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh as the man, as the head of the household, you know, as the leader, what does that say to you? What do you get out of that? Well, with the whole passage um, where it started off by saying God removed the man's rib, um, I really wanted to, to examine that and see why, why the rib, you know, why not the finger, why not the, you know, um, the toe or, or, or something, or why not just create her from whatever, you know, else that he didn't have to take anything from the man to create her. And the rib, um, protects the heart. And it was, 
it just was so ironic, you know what I mean? I, I, I looked at that and I examined that the, the ribs actually protect the most vital organs, you know? And, um, and, it, and it just covers the heart. And so uh, with that being said, you know, you're my heart, you know, you cover my heart. Um, my whole, you know, in our marriage, uh, I just, you know, I'm really focused on, um, you know, making sure that Crystal is happy, you know, that she's joyful, that um, that her day, it goes as easy as, as can go, you know, um, if there's anything that I can do. So, so I, I thought that uh, by Adam, you know, uh, you know, by the, his rib bone, you know, actually being uh, taken and, and woman was formed from that, from that, um, he has to protect, you know, something that came from him and it was created for him. And it's not saying that he had to lord it over. He has to nurture it. He has to take care of it. He has to uh, be um, uh, just protective of uh, of his, his his wife, you know, of, of his, you know, and I know people don't like their word woman, but that's what the scripture says, says woman. Um, but there's a lot there in this. I just know that there's a spiritual connection it's, it's not like a physical thing. It's hard. It's really hard for me to look at things from a physical standpoint and uh, not feel the spiritual connection that it's actually supposed to be. And uh, that and that's what it is, in my opinion. Okay. So in verse 24, moving on just a little bit further, it says, This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. So I'll share this with you guys. So when Adrian and I first started dating, you know, we were young. We were, I was 23. I think Adrian had just turned 24 a couple of months before we met. And I come from a very large family, a very large in your business, in your face, no secrets and all holes bars type family. And one of my younger sisters, so I would always take my, I had two younger sisters. Um, one has since passed away, but I would always take my sisters with me. I was doing things with them. My weekends, all of my free time before Adrian and I met was pretty much devoted to hanging out to my younger sisters. And like I said, I was 23. So the one that I'll share about, she was around 12 or 13 at the time, um, maybe a little younger. And she did not like the fact that I now had someone that was taking my time from her. And she and her best friend tried everything in their power. Like they would do things with the baby dolls and just uh, to just get under Adrian's ner nerves so that he would go away and they could have my time back. You know, so, and, and I know that's a lighthearted story. I know people have a lot of deeper issues that they may deal with, you know, when it comes to their families and truly living out this passage where it says, you know, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife and the two become one flesh. But there's a great balance that has to be there. And I honestly, I often think it's easier for the female in the relationship to, to walk that line and maintain that balance in some instances. But Adrian, for you, because we do have a great balance there, I believe at least with both sides. Right. So can you share from the head of the household perspective, you know, what are some practicals that men can do to ensure that they're maintaining that balance? Um, well, I would say it like this. A lot of times, you know, men say that they want to be considered the king of their house. And just understand that as the king, you have to serve your kingdom. 
and you know, imagine being a king of your house and everybody is, is, is angry with you or disappointed or uh, critical um, of you. Um, the question that, you know, a king has to ask himself is, is, is he meeting the needs of his kingdom? And, um, and if he's not, then that's where that word submission comes back in. He has to submit to the needs of his people. And if he's not submitting to the needs of his people, then he's not really the king of his, of his kingdom, uh, of his household. So, um, but you don't submit out of just the word submit. There has to be a love for the people that you, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to uh, kind of show, just give an analogy um, outside of just, you know, your, your family in a sense. Um, you have to submit to the needs and the desires of of the people that are in your house. And the subjects in the house have to submit to the king as well. And their balance needs to be respect. It's about respecting each person's position in the house. And if we don't respect one another, then we're not trying to, submission is, is totally out of the out of the question. We're not loving. You know, it's definitely out of the question. So um, I have to love the people in my house enough to not be troubled to submit to them, you know. Um, so that that's how I see it. I mean, and, and that's where the balance comes from. You know, I can sit up here all day long and beat my chest and, you know, say, hey, I'm the king, do what I say. But that is not the right way. That's not the way that God intended. So the last passage, well, the last verse in this passage is verse 25. And it says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And when I look at this, you know, yes, there's the physical, right? The physical intimacy in a marriage. It's important. You know, I tell people all of the time that should not be the number one priority. But you do want to be physically attracted to the person that you're doing this journey of life with. The person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. However, there's a deeper type of intimacy that I like to discuss and I work a lot with my clients with this and that's the emotional intimacy and where it says they were both naked and they felt no shame you know it's important that you are able to be completely open and honest with your spouse to to lay everything bare without that fear of judgment or fear of retaliation you know fear of if I share this with you um you know one day it's going to be thrown back in my face so And it's a learning process. I won't say, you know, it's something that you get right away. Like I said, Adrian and I have been 25 years plus into this because, you know, there were the couple of years that we dated, a year and a half that we dated before we were married. So we're we're into this for a while. Um, And it, it was a learning process. You know, we had to learn that I can trust you with my deepest secrets. I can trust you with my hopes, with with my desires, Um, you know, and for all of you ladies out there, the thing that I would encourage you to do is to begin to view your spouse, view your significant other through the lens of Christ. And when you do that, you know, you're not looking at that man. You're not thinking if I tell this man this, he's going to hurt me. You know, you're looking at the person that God has placed in your life and you're placing your trust in God and in the fact that 
he's not going to allow any harm to come to you that you will not bear. That's, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, because you're looking through the lens, you know, and you're seeing God and you're not seeing your spouse that you won't get hurt. You know, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that when God is the lens, when that's the, the lens that you're looking through, that you're able to navigate, you're able to work through the hurts and you're able to freely, you know, bear yourself. But Adrian, as we close, I would like for you to just share, you know, some practicals with the guys out there that may be listening. You know, how how can they push through and be vulnerable? Well, um, that's a good question. And uh, it, it took me a, a while to uh, really come to grips and how I was able to uh, really and when I say this word conquer it, meaning from a, a knowledge standpoint, I was able to conquer it from a knowledge standpoint. And then when the feelings kind of came in, I had to really work on that because um, let's face it, you know, a lot of the, the, the way that we are right now um, came from how we grew up and uh, trust is the biggest factor. But what happened was I had my love for God had to be clearly more than my love for for you, you know, uh, for Crystal. I had to learn to love God more so that my submission and my reverence was to him. So everything that I did was out of my reverence to him and not my reverence to Crystal. Because see, if, if Crystal became my center, then if she made me mad, then that would lead to, well, she's no longer my center and I'm gonna go and do something crazy. Uh, Christ always had to be the center. And so when we got into an argument or whatever, I had to pull back and say, okay, God, what did I do wrong? Instead of say, oh, she, 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 you know, I had to really uh, solidify my relationship with God. I had to pull back and me and God had to have a conversation and then I jumped right back into it. And, and as I learned to do that over the years, um, I really saw the change that that happened with me and um you know so just for for the men god has to become your center not your possessions not your family you know your wife or, you know your job none of that stuff your center has to be god if, if god is not your center if anything is contending with your relationship with god then you're going to struggle you you'll always have an issue that you can't seem to to get through. So just understand that your relationship with God has to be the most important thing. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today for Coffee with Crystal. Thank you, Adrian, for joining me. Um, Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Guys, maybe if you send me a message, we can get him to join us again. But this concludes our time for today. I hope you guys are in the midst of having a wonderful Valentine's Day. Tune in again next Sunday for Coffee with Crystal. And remember, God is a God of grace. And each new day provides us with the opportunity to begin again. Choose God and may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life.